Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. I am one of your hosts, Dan Ryan, uh, here to remind you that we are currently in the year of the Grimace. Mm. So offer any tribute that you see fit, but do know that, you know, whether you're practicing or not, mm. you know, just just remember to think about the Grimace at least. I don't think there's any gift I could give that could give so, like, you know, equate into how much Grimace has given us. No, of course. Yeah. We owe everything to him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so just keep an eye out for the promotions that'll be going on. Yeah. There might be some kind of Robitussin-flavored shake mm. to celebrate his purpleness. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. Mm. Uh, but I'm joined, as always, by my co-host. I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski, and stay out of that silo. That's where I like to eat vegetables at night. <laughs> oh, okay, mm. good. You, uh, yeah, you... I made slight progress, which is the only thing I have to talk about this week, but uh, we'll get to that in a few seconds. Of course, of course. Um, you asked me to bring some news headlines yes. uh, today. <laughs> um... Well, first things first, I am very excited for today's content. Mm-hmm. We Back to uh, anime. Back to anime, mm-hmm. and as promised, we're going retro with Space Adventure Cobra, the yeah. movie. Uh, kind of a hallmark of anime in and of itself, mm-hmm. so I'm excited into that. Um, but in terms of uh, broadening my anime horizons, I watched The Deer King on oh, Hulu okay. uh, last night. Mm-hmm. Um, it is based on a, I, I think, like a short novel series uh the movie came out i think like a year or two ago it was obviously slowed down by covid and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um i don't quite know if it's something that i would want to bring to the podcast Mm. uh it definitely has some ghibli vibes to it but i think it would have been a little bit cooler to spend a little bit more time with these characters i'm Mm. like i i see the dynamic here i like how everyone interacts uh but you know i would have wanted to spend more time with them it would have felt you know maybe that's what the novels do for those characters Mm. um but you know it it has a very very strong ghibli feel to it. it very very much like a mononoke type vibe where nature is kind of out of whack and there's one invading force that is kind of like uh, you know, wrought the curse of this land, but there might be more to it than that. There might be some intrigue going mm-hmm. on. There's two us characters who are constantly playing a symbolic, like, chess game to denote their palace intrigue and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, it doesn't quite hit the highs of something like Mononoke mm. for me. Mm. Um... But it's still interesting, still worth checking out. That's also I'd like say. an impossible feat no, course, to achieve, you know. Mononoke is so high up there. Um, and yeah. we are getting that new Ghibli movie. We are. With the the no promotional art aside from uh, Birdman. And I'm excited. Yeah. It, we, we, it comes out in a month. It does. 
We're getting nothing. It's literally just that that poster with Bird, and that's it. Yeah. No summary. No no anything. Yeah. Which we'll, is we'll have to go back coming. to form when that releases. I think that you know that's probably Miyazaki's own way when with uh you know in terms of how the internet tends to spoil everything really fast or people tend to argue about movies trying to figure out what they're about. I I like it. It's a very simple old school approach yes to something like this yeah. so um i sat down and watched an animated movie as well mm-hmm. like stop motion animation it's a little bit older um it's a 2016 french film by the name of my life as a courgette or my life as a zucchini okay um it uh, basically tells the story of these kids who are in this foster home because their lives are horrible um but it's like an optimistic look at that at, like mm-hmm. finding a new foster parent and dealing with the grief of, like, your parents getting deported, your parents in jail, uh, your parents murdering one another. It's, like, heavy subject matter, but mm-hmm. I think it does a really good job of, like, fleshing out these cute stop-motion characters. And it's only an hour, so it, it just, it, it's a feel-good. Like, it's a heartwarmer at the end. Of and course. the reason why I watch this is because the director, uh, Celine, sorry if I mispronounced this last name, Shima. Uh, Shima, uh, she's a French director known for a Portrait of a Lady on Fire, mm-hmm. and she had this on the criterion of her new release, Petite Maman. Um, she said this stop motion, she wrote this stop motion film as well, but it like partly inspired her oeuvre, mm-hmm. and I think she has a flawless oeuvre. If you've never seen Portrait of a Lady on Fire, it's one of the best movies of our generation. It's on that criteria? Yeah. Or... Well, no, she has a separate criterion for okay. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. This one's for Petite Maman, which was also a, a very good film that I watch after. I had a little double feature going on here. Mm-hmm. Um that film tells the story, and it's, you know, it's a weird premise, but stick with me. You watch Lost, so you've understood worse than this. Uh, yeah, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll, I guess we could talk about that, too. Uh, but uh, a, woman, um, a young girl loses her grandmother from old age. Mm-hmm. They go to the grandma's old house. Her mom leaves her mysteriously in the middle. And then this young girl finds out that when she goes into the forest out back, she meets another little girl who turns out to be her grandmother de-aged. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, weird time shenanigans and just bond as youths, like, saying, mm-hmm. like, you know, I always loved you and appreciated you. We're both kids now. Like, expectations of your your parents versus your kids. Um, what to do if you're, like, infirmed at that young age and mm-hmm. you don't want to lose your childhood. It's just a very deep film. It's beautifully shot. They've got twin actresses playing these two characters. And okay. I think they do a phenomenal phenomenal job for being children actors. So Of course. Child actors, yeah. Uh, but that's basically all I did. Um, it, well, I, the only other thing that I did, this was not a, obviously a new movie that I watched, but I had noticed that discourse around this movie seems to have shifted in recent years. So I went back and I gave a rewatch to Tron Legacy. Mm. And I really think that that movie deserves a second look by more people. I mean, people. it's a good Kingdom Hearts world when they use that. It, it is, <laughs> and, and they're, like... I don't know. Like the TikTok folks seem to be checking it out. Like they, I've never you know, seen it. They'll, they'll I've be... only seen the original. You've never seen Tron Legacy? No. I might have to bring it. Yeah. I I really do. Mm. Um. I don't know if because we we don't really have a setup for doing random good movies. Uh. But we could start a trend, Dan. We could yeah. new, bring it and start it. A new show. Yeah. Um. Under the anime was not a mistake. Banner, of course. Of course. Yes. Yes. Um. But you know the kind of the. The shift between the original Tron and then Tron Legacy. Tron Legacy is... It's got the Daft Punk soundtrack. It's got amazing visuals. It's got, like, a pretty, you know, decent story in terms of, like, a distant set 
sequel. Mm. Really, the only thing is that that three D Jeff Bridges face, yeah, which was which was infamous at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, very much when I when I rewatched it was was kind of. It feels very unnecessary because yeah. there's a lot of everything with Jeff Bridges when he's a younger dude could be shot from behind and it would have, you know, kept the same atmosphere. But it's like they kind of wanted to to show that off, but it was not good. But, you know, if they gave it the George Lucas treatment and went back and just cleaned up that CGI on Jeff Bridges' face... yeah. I'd say, you know, you got like an A-plus movie, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I think that would be something worth discussing, you know, I could bring those two to the podcast. Yeah. Well, the, I'm, my mom's a big fan of the original Tron, I watched mm-hmm. that a lot in my youth. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it, like, it's that 80s style Cybertronic, yeah. I liked the special effects then, I just, you know, I, I don't know why I never watched the second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I, she's ever seen the second one either. I'm surprised. Being such a big Tron fan. Oh, I'm surprised, surprised, especially you haven't checked that yeah. out. But uh, save it then, yeah. Because if you know, if we'll do your eyes unclouded, <laughs> yeah. we'll go in to watch that. I'll just say something's brewing. You watched a movie that you had to take a rewatch of, mm-hmm. and I woke up at five yesterday to take certain notes on a certain sinister selection that's coming. Yes, and I realized I don't hate that movie as much as I did initially, mm-hmm. but it's still a bad movie. Of um, course. Despite what the internet and more are saying, in my opinion, I will need your eyes unclouded by hate in six to eight business weeks. Of course. <laughs> but it's brewing in there. The deed is done. It no. took forever, but I, I think I did a, a good job at the notes. Yeah, no, in your own way, you have been, you know, you were hyping up the gravity of that oh. previous pick. Uh, you know, things worked out, mm-hmm. but then obviously something yeah. is looming on the there's horizon. Nothing I, that... There's nothing I could resist now. I mean, like, you, you dodged a bullet only to get hit by a bazooka. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> um, but other than that, it was not a very exciting news week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I guess I want to draw attention to is your uh, Wheel of Fortune Star oh Wars spectacular. Oh my gosh, how could I forget? So, you know, being <laughs> a 30-year-old now, 30's the new 60, all we do is watch Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune to give our lives some semblance of sanity. Uh, Heather and and sometimes Gabe and I on the Discord at 7 to 8 o'clock at night. Because mm-hmm. we're old, Dan. And uh, this week, the Star Wars theme was none other than a Star Wars extravaganza. And I said, who do I know that loves a Star Wars? But we, said Dan Ryan. But yeah. we ran into a technical snafu, mm. uh, because I, uh, when you told me that, uh, oh, oh, Dan, tonight, uh, you know, she's, Vanna White is dressed as C-3PO. Well, I should have, in hindsight, I should have been like, she's not in a C-3PO costume. She's, uh, like, uh, Disney vaguing, booking. Uh, yeah. Disney y- playing, whatever they call that. I should have tempered my expectations, yeah. but it, it ended up being that multiple nights in a row. Uh, week, I, in fact. <laughs> I would, I would switch over to cable, uh, <laughs> to put on Wheel of Fortune, and Jonathan would be like, oh, well, you're, you know, because your guy's stream was four minutes behind As it the always cable is, because the ABC app is the worst app in all existence. So you would tell me, oh, they're opening with a, a Star Wars question, if you, if you're, yeah. and I would flip over, yeah. and it would be like, what kind of salad is bound to get the party guest? And you didn't understand the the crosswords, how there's vertical words now. (laughs) And and I, yeah, no, I had no idea that they had introduced (laughs) that game changer, that there were single letter, like, you could do it vertically instead of horizontally, so I'm like... Is this, like, an Italian salad? Like, is this, like... <laughs> no, it's meant to be, like, salad bar, salad dressing. Ensalada de la yeah. prima... Like, I don't know what the fuck, yeah. it, you know. You were kind of mind-blown by that. But I, every night, I was like, what does this have to do with Star Wars? <laughs> well, they and pepper then... in Star Wars puzzles. 
they skimp on the pepper I well think. yes they, they, they do they, that they, every time there's a theme dan because uh, their puzzles are not good that one lady was op that night she just well, destroyed everything. the yeah. entire board so another thing you realize <laughs> in watching wheel of fortune america's game or so they say it's a very unfair biased game if you win one puzzle and if you win the prize puzzle you've won there's nothing the other contestants can physically do to win yeah yeah it, it, well and and then the one night that I did, because it was it was always one of the, I was always a Jeopardy person. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I one time when I did manage to flip on in the midst of a Star Wars question, it was like it was just intergalactic star cruiser. Yeah, one of them was like lightsabers, star destroyers, and stormtroopers. And the <laughs> the, the the old lady who was guessing it yeah. was like intergalactic star trader, and I'm like, what? Now, yeah. I, as a you know, maybe maybe I'm operating on a different level, but it's like mm. th- that. It has to be pop culture. Like you have to have heard the phrase. Like well, they Star all Destroyer. knew they're all Star Wars fans. But that's Star how they Trader? got her. Yeah, they all had Star Wars ensembles on. They uh, were talking about going to Galaxy's End. Well, that's even worse. <laughs> but that's that's even worse that she couldn't get that. Yeah, and well, then they struggled with. It, it took two guesses. They struggled with Han Solo and Chewbacca when that was obviously the puzzle. It was three letters, four letters, an ampersand, and then a big word. <laughs> but I got so angry, I just turned it off immediately oh, after figured, that. I'm like, I I, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't even... I mean, how did how did Star Wars Celebration end? Did they... Oh, they, oh okay. They Vanna or Pat revealed that they have a Star Wars collection with mint in-box figures. Okay. And I was like, that's something Dan will enjoy in the last two minutes of the episode. And then it ended... By telling us that we can go to this website where you can get yourself imposed on a Star Wars action figure. And I said, this will be the perfect gift for Dan Ryan. I could finally put him in that Slave Leia outfit I've been longing to do. But yeah, that's how it ended. With more marketing for like, I don't want to say dolls, but action figures that you can put your face on. Well, I guarantee as, you are overpriced. As an action figure connoisseur, uh, they it was a big deal when the Rise of Skywalker stuff was coming out. They have figured out ways to more efficiently print better looking faces. Yeah, I know. I've to. seen through Amiibo technology. Yeah, they at the <laughs> very made leaps and bounds. At the very least, they, they it's like some 3D printing method with how they have like the celebrity likenesses stored mm-hmm. that they can. Because uh, when I had the when I had to grab the Rise of Skywalker and Last Jedi figures or whatever, they 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 did step up their game with those. Yeah. Nobody bought them, but they they did step <laughs> up their game with those. Mm. Um, so so action figure fans have that to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, it was a um, it was a Zelda week, mm-hmm. and it was a Pokemon Home week because oh, we got yeah. connectivity hmm. finally. Yeah. And you were happy about that? I was. I brought over my boys from Legends Arceus. <laughs> they get, like, they're giving away some, like, free uh, Paldea starters mm. with hidden abilities, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, I hadn't checked the phone app in, like, three years. So I had some gifts on there, too. Always, if you use it for whatever reason, mm-hmm. go and check. Because, you know, they give you, like, free starters with hidden abilities and shit like that yep. sometimes that you can just download. Hmm. Um but I yeah I brought over the Hisuian forms mm. and I guess I'm I'm one of the few people to find joy in that. But mm. it was a big deal. I mean, at least it's operational now. But yeah. I, yeah. Well, talking about that game in comparison to Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But one is beauteous and one is. 
but still thoroughly enjoying Tears yes. of the Kingdom. Uh, I mean, I'm. it's going to be a new long run for me, a new Xenoblade 3, I can tell already, because I'm making minimal progress, I'm just walking in, like, a giant spiral shape, collecting Korok seeds, going mm-hmm. into wells, going into caves, clearing them out, using the Zelda Dungeon interactive map has saved me hassle. Mm-hmm. I could be like, ooh, there's something over there I could do. Check it off the list. Ooh, there's something over there I could do. Check it off the list. And I like that. I like having order and control in my game. Mm-hmm. I know people are like, oh, you're hand-holding through it. No, 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 no. I just need to know where it is. Otherwise, you know, I'm going to get upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I need a specific path. I need to be told what to do. Um, but I am enjoying it. Uh, I've gotten so many armor sets all upgraded. I'm having a fun time. I completed all of the, the quest in Hatano Village. Mm-hmm. So we could talk about those now. Yeah, the mayoral fanoodling yeah, campaign. loved that. Yeah. What's he doing in his shed? Yeah, What's she doing in that shed. silo? Yeah. Uh, they're not having an affair. Mm. They're actually just uh, yeah. caring about the town in their own way. I mean, if I were to make things the way I wanted and erase Kenilworth off the map mm-hmm. in place of giant mushrooms, yeah. I'd easily do that. So it was no doubt in my mind I was siding with CC. <laughs> I, I actually sided with CC too, yeah. but really... It, yeah, it yeah. works out that it's like, we're all the family here. Yeah, they, I, I knew that was coming down the down the line. Yeah, I assumed you wouldn't be like evicting people for not I kind of wish though, like get rid of those old folks. <laughs> But, so it's the fashion capital. You know, they they all figure out how to like uh like maybe a little bit of mushrooms, but a little bit of old fashioned. Yeah, so and then at they... the same time, but I, I think that was done very well. Um, of course, Zelda moved into our house. Mm-hmm. I guess she kicked us out, but I hear you can get a new house in this game. And you know, thanks to not updating the game, I have plenty of money to spare. Um, so I'm yeah. very happy about that. Although people are saying there's another way to do that glitch too. Well, so. um, this way is too easy to care. Um, <laughs> well. As some, like, I am closer to the end, but not, not really. Like, I, I have a whole nother series of things I need to do before I'm even well, close yes, to, of course, you yeah. know. Uh, just amazing game. And I, I'm excited to hear your feedback when you start getting to <laughs> the... six years. Like, the, the, the main goober... Still haven't even gotten to a dungeon yet. Like, temple mm-hmm. quest. Yeah. Like, though, no. when you start getting yeah. to those... I'll let you know. Like you, you know, you knew that it was going to be the case when this game came out. But the the Goron story in this game is probably one of my favorite Zelda mm. things in years. Like it's so, it's so stupid, but it's it's pretty great. Mm-hmm. And that dungeon is probably my favorite mm. of them too. Um, so maybe when you do decide to to break from the spiral, go yeah. up to that volcano first. Well, first, then... I have to go to the wind place, then the mm-hmm. volcano, then to see my man, and then mm-hmm. to Lady Village. Of course, yeah. Um, but it's just, it's just interesting to see yeah. how all the characters have like progressed in the time skip. Yeah, um, I have made some decent progress on the Great Fairy Quest. I've gotten three of them, mm-hmm. so I I like that the band of mischievous musicians. Yeah, and they're like, oh, our cart. <laughs> you gotta bring them back together. <laughs> Whoa. It's tipping. I'm like, oh, calm down. I just loved sending them across the river saying, good luck. Yeah, no. <laughs> Hoping I... they reach it. All the little stupid escort thing. Like, there's like, where you gotta get like an old man on a boat and yeah. bring him down. Oh, yeah, downstream. I, did, I did that to the flower lady yeah. from the first game. And she's like, I'm making these flowers for Zelda. But she's much more chill. Well, she has chilled I out. I still won't step on her things. No, no, yeah. you don't. But she's like, you know, she's she's evened out and now she has a helper. But so. that was fun seeing like these old faces. And some of them don't remember you, but you remember them. Yeah. 
And I do... I miss Cass. I think he's going to be in DLC somehow. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've found Cass in this game, but I hear he's not in it. I have not found him. All right, but I I think they're saving that bird boy, but I'm kind of liking this bird boy, too, with his little cute eyes and his stupid stupid, uh, stable quest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Penn? Yeah. Yeah. No, I love Penn. He's a pelican. (laughs) Yeah. As New Jersey residents, we gotta love the pelican, so... That armor set is... These armor sets, they're hitting different. I'm like... I mean, I liked them in the old game, but these are... You know, Link's looking a little... (laughs) No, there's... A little sexy in them. So many good good costumes. Like, I... I, You know, I I tried to get all the main Link ones, but then I also Mm -hmm. got, like, the Phantom set. Mm -hmm. And, um... You know, like, when you walk around in that... Zelda clinks, Phantom, yeah. it, like it scares people. Like uh-huh. you can't, yeah. you can't initiate dialogue or or start. Like side when you quests. walk away in your underwear and people are like, yeah, like they're not like, wearing anything. They're like, <gasps> so you you have to like change into something else or else they won't. And I'm like, oh, they thought of that. Mm-hmm. Like that's cool. Yeah. So yeah. So fashion, but great dude, game. Hopefully, when I get that week off in July, I'll make some decent progress in it. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's like if I have a Saturday, I can only do like three hours, and then I have to like detox. Yeah, there's no I have, rush. I have physically nothing left in my spirit to give. No, you know I do it, but there's like there's no rush because yeah. it's. I mean, as Final I... Fantasy is ever approaching, and I still haven't touched Octopath Traveler 2 or the Xenoblade DLC. Well, yeah, the next thing is yeah. probably going to be Final, Final Fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah, I might have to double fist on that week. <laughs> That's true, yeah. yeah. But I also want to I want to get further in One Piece Odyssey, too, oh, so... Yeah, okay. Because that's gigantic, but... <laughs> oh, I watched that Clemps review. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't like he... it that much. Oh. <laughs> He's a One Piece stan. Well, One Piece is firing on all cylinders lately. Yeah, I, I hear that from my coworker. It's like, did you see One Piece? I'm like, no, but I'm sure I'll hear about it. There, it's <laughs> I can't say much without spoiling stuff. But there, in terms of the anime <laughs> and the manga, they they are. It's a good time to be a One Piece fan, isn't it? Always, yeah, you it always is. age. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's literally everything I have besides our Oppenheimer Barbie double feature coming soon. Yeah, it'll be yeah. it'll be a uh, a, a An very event to remember. Yeah. Roller coaster ride of emotion for those mm-hmm. two days. So we just got to push through at least a month and 3 quarters and we'll get there. We're going to experience cinema in all of its all of its angles yeah. at that point. Yeah. We're even seeing the special Oppenheimer IMAX biggest screen in the country yeah. shot that uh oh my gosh, who directed Oppenheimer? Nolan. Nolan is like, look at it. <laughs> 11 miles of film. Yeah. Well, no, and Matt, our, our friend Matt, sold us pretty easily on that because oh, yeah. he's like, it'll never be on home print. It'll yeah. never be. This yeah. is the only print that'll... Because apparently when they've been shipping out that Oppenheimer, like, the film reel for mm-hmm. it... It's too big. It's it's like, Yeah, it's like a ton. <laughs> so it, they gotta, like, use a special, you know... <laughs> a special film spatula to Special put it dolly in. to <laughs> transport it. Like a pizza... A pizza wood. What do, what do you call them? Pizza... The, the pizza thing that you stick in the oven. I don't. That would be your. Oh my expertise. god! Pizza paddle. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah. And pizza then obviously plank? Barbie will be the, oh. the cinematic event. Of I pizza. hope Barbie heals me. <laughs> it will. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Um. But if that is all the news that we have, that's everything I got, Dan. I'm gonna kill some airtime with all a right. tangent. Okay. Uh, I have been a little slower with art Mm-mm. because I've been putting more. You've detail. given me some last night, and they looked great. Yeah, I've been trying to put more detail into them. That's the that's the main thing mm-hmm. is why they've been taking longer. Uh, but I also readjusted and focused some time on D and D art okay. that I haven't posted yet. Well, I but, want to see that too. But you uh, still playing that D and D? 
Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We we you know we're coping with adult schedules and stuff, mm-hmm. but we're we're trying our best. Good. And uh, oh, you're... they had a Zelda Critical Role crossover. They did. That we have to see. It's five hours long, but <laughs> I think those guys would do it justice over there. No, certainly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, with that in mind, I would just, I'm gonna do some PTL housekeeping. Okay. Uh, the next gym leader up on is, uh, I, I'm forgetting the stupid pun name I gave him, but it's Rock, gym leader, Mm. wealthy, elderly man with, like, a Jurassic Park theme. Mm -hmm. Um, his team is pretty much settled, we're giving him the dinos. Yep. Uh, so, when I do get to him, that'll be that, uh, but... For the sake of practicing both human figures and mons, I've come to you with a few requests for more prompts to think on. Mm-hmm. Uh, for one, uh, obviously, in one of, one of our many NPCs will be a Trigun-themed dude good, good. who lives in, like, the desert area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I figured, fitting for, like, a gunslinger, he'll be the move tutor. Yeah. So you can go to him to get the moves from the old game. But he can't use guns, he has to use suction cups. Yeah. yeah, something, something he'll like something wacky bubble guns, quick or... balls. No, no, he shoots gum balls. Yeah. <laughs> or, oh well, we could even we could even give him like a special stupid western themed type mm-hmm. of pokeball. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, think on a signature mon for him. Okay. You are the trigun aficionado, so uh, take some time to meditate on what a good signature mon for him would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sort of factoring in what we... Like, the armadillos didn't really end up... They will be out soon, too. They didn't end up having, like, gun themes okay. or anything. So if if they're, you know, if there's something along those lines you want to do, go for it. Uh, or just something true to Vash's spirit. Just kind of want to make a gun with eyes. We could literally make a gun with eyes. <laughs> really upset some people. Get it banned in, like, 70 countries except for America. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, he would have to be censored. But... Yeah. Uh, so then, the next piece that I'm gonna try to get out is Boron and Bismuth, our Team Lithium goobers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Boron, in the preview that I showed you, has a very Kami-inspired look. Uh, the team that I have given her so far is, like, Snorlax and Steelix, so Mm -hmm. she has, like, a, like, a heavyweight theme. Yeah. Um, so, think on a signature for her. okay. Yeah, or heavy or deceptively heavy. Yeah, like, small, but... But with mass. But stonk. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> Small right. but chonk, yeah. Okay. And then Bismuth should be the easiest for you. Uh, he is very French. Mm. He hails from Kalos. A baguette, um, <laughs> So, you know, give him a signature mon to fit those tropes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'll have to revisit X and Y. You know how much I love that. You might have to. I already put, mm. um, <laughs> obviously since his outfit is themed after uh, uh, what, what uh, whipped cream guy... Swirlix and he already has that Slurpuff Slurpuff he has (laughs) he has that's like a given for his team just like uh, Boron has Steelix so uh, maybe not related to those ones but a new thing but but it could be French themed etc and other than that I just have a lot more I have like our taxi bird coming Mm -hmm. I got some early game stuff coming Mm. Uh, and I'll try to get more human characters done too um, but I'll, I'll hit you up for their signatures. I'll dwell the on these prompts. I'm sorry I'm not making a lot of prompt progress. No, I, I, again. I try to. Every day I look at it and I'm like, mm, I should add something to this. I've been slow too. But yeah. again, it, 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 uh, yeah. Mm. Literally, I think we've, we've turned, we've spun some, like. <laughs> Strong to gold. Yeah, so, <laughs> like, 
literally anything that gets the discussion going, I think, usually yeah, ends we up. We are the rumpled out. foreskins of the podcast world. That we are. That we are. <laughs> but, um, <tsh>. <laughs> Oh, I thought of an idea for our Mad Month, uh, no, our good movie, mm-hmm. our good movie, like, segment. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to bring, we're going to call it good, oh my god, we're going to call it a good movie. What did I think of? It's a parody of Mad Monster Party. But it was like good movie podcast or something like that. With like question mark. It was better in my mind. I'll dwell on this. Yes, dwell because yeah, yeah. good good movie, po- no, good monster like, podcast. <laughs> no, it's supposed to be like mad monster party, but <laughs> good movie podcast. Yes, so that, question mark. Yeah, geez, as long as we say wasn't like that, that a brilliant idea, Dan? We could use it. <laughs> Aha! If people have stuck uh, with us this oh, far, one thing I have to say. I know you don't watch Drag Race, mm-hmm. but. Every season, there's an episode called The Snatch Game, where they play the match game as, like, famous celebrities, living, dead, fictional, whatever. And this week, we had a stellar one where someone played Shirley Temple for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to show you this clip. It's fucking funny. Mm -hmm. Like, I think you would fucking die over this. It's just like, oh, I'm America's sweetheart. No one knows. I just shit myself. And then, like, (laughs) come out tapping. I was like, oh, this will tickle Dan's funny bone. Of course. So I'll I'll share that with you later with no context. Yeah. So just so you know. All right. Speaking of, uh, of, of you know, of the stars and, and movies. Shitting myself, yeah. Do you want to get to the main episode? Yeah, why not? I'm going to roll out the drawing board. <gasps> and today, he's Bounty Hunter edition. Mm. Uh, he's got a very 80s vibe to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of metal panels, tubing. Uh, he's got a helmet that's obscuring the part that we assume is his face. Yeah. Um, he's looking pretty badass. Mm. Maybe a little outdated, maybe a little too edgy for modern standards, but... You know, he's looking pretty cool, and he's ready to go, you know, have some adventures. Yeah. Uh, so that brings us to today's focus, Space Adventure Cobra, the movie, mm-hmm. which is a 1982 Japanese animated science fiction film directed by Osamu Dezaki. Mm. Uh, the film is based upon Buichi Terasawa's 1978 manga, Cobra, yeah. uh, which ran in Weekly Shonen Jump. Uh, despite... You might watch this film and think, all right, this is more like seinen territory okay. like but it was classified as a shonen and it did run in that category mm-hmm. for the years that it was running uh terasawa studied under the renowned manga artist osamu tezuka uh, icon frequently referenced Need to bring here. him i'm thinking of bringing one thing but it's never on sale no yeah me too we we will we'll get to you know we'll probably it's been on my him, list forever like but probably yeah. give him a spotlight at mm-hmm. some point because uh, give him his due uh, and that's very apparent in Terasawa's work. Terasawa mm-hmm. has flat out said in interviews, uh, without Tezuka, there would be no Cobra. Mm-hmm. Uh, so throughout the 70s, Terasawa wrote and illustrated almost 30 science fiction shoujo short stories and manga f- for Shonen Jump and other magazines. Okay. Um, for his debut manga series, Cobra, Terasawa wanted to blend spaghetti westerns with Japanese stories about wandering swordsmen. Mm. Um... In order to properly embody those tropes, Terasawa built his protagonist around the ability to use a hidden weapon. Uh, as in, he would I be, know where this weapon's hidden. Yeah, he would... I've seen the art. If he's in a tough situation, yeah. he could dramatically unveil it and take out the bad guys. That was the core visual thing mm-hmm. that he wanted. Which were on, like, a common theme of, like, spaghetti westerns, sci-fi, hidden yeah. weapons... No, I... Yeah, Again, it, we've been in a good stride. It ended up weirdly working out mm-hmm. with this one. Um, so, ter- so Cobra's signature weapon, the Psycho Gun, 
which is in his arm, que was therefore the first part of uh, was the first part of the character to be designed, mm. uh, and then the rest of the, the character followed. Mm. So there's a lot of different influences and inspirations that went in to Cobra. Uh, Cobra, the protagonist. Uh, well, okay, I should start. Cobra, the series. Uh, wait, no. Mm. Uh, okay. Sorry, I was... Cobra, the character. I was misreading my own note. (laughs) Cobra, the character, Mm -hmm. draws inspiration from both, like, the Sean Connery James Bond... uh, Trebek. In in both in terms of, uh... (laughs) That's not what your mother said, Trebek. Yeah. Classic. Uh, In terms of personality and having a rotating cast of women in his life, Uh, uh, which can be played for romance, comedy, or tragedy, mm -hmm. as was the case for James Bond. His his many lady friends... this yeah. could be, oh, he's doing it again, or mm-hmm. it could be a sad oh, no. boy yeah. thing yeah. where yep, 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 yep. he can't hold on yeah. to the love of his life. Yep. Um, Terasawa also based Cobra on French actor Jean-Paul Belmondo, uh, which contributed to the series' immense popularity in France. Mm. So in general, this episode is kind of our, you know, apology to the French mm. for our G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra episode and the many other shots that we've taken yeah. at them over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, Comme les deux. Uh, Jane Flowers is modeled after (laughs) Jane Flowers. Jane Flowers. Mm. George Glass uh, is modeled after Jane Fonda's portrayal of of the titular character in Barbarella. Yeah, iconic film. Yeah. Uh, Crystal Bowie. A recurring antagonist is, of course, named after David Bowie. Mm. And I don't know how President is in the the version that we are watching. Uh, I, I assume it was never corrected just because it's the way it was dubbed. He is called Crystal Boy uh, mistakenly in this dub, mm-hmm. but... Crystal Boy! It is a hard line for the fandom to not call him that. Mm-hmm. He is Crystal Bowie because... Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a salute to David Bowie. Um... The then rising actresses Dominique Sanda and Catherine uh, Deveneau Deveneau? uh, inspired the names of the royal sisters uh, who also appear in this film. Mm. Uh, Terasawa's other inspirations for the series include the films of Akira Kurosawa, Star Trek, the animations of Rene Lalo, and classic Disney animated feature films. Mm. Uh, I believe... Jane's hairstyle is actually modeled after Aurora in yeah, Sleeping Beauty. I get that from the cover. Um, and there were another, there were other parallels where that reference was done in multiple series, but so it, it's kind of, kind of obvious. Uh, the original Cobra manga was published in Weekly Shonen Jump from November sixth, nineteen seventy eight, to November twelfth, nineteen eighty four. A sequel series titled Cobra Over the Rainbow which is now firmly classified as seinen and geared towards older audiences, mm. uh, has been published as a webcomic since 2019. Oh. But I oh. I don't think... <laughs> it's been on and off since 2020, so just, you know, Terasawa, yeah. I think, is just getting older, and it's just more difficult to, mm-hmm. you know, do that regularly, but it is still technically an ongoing series. Uh, the manga was adopted into today's feature film, Space Adventure Cobra the Movie, mm-hmm. a 31-episode anime series that is set after the movie, a six-episode OVA, which was many years later, and a modern anime series titled Cobra the Animation. Mm. Um, technically, of all of these, I, I think that, that the movie is probably one of the least liked or well-received parts of the... Not that it's 
considered bad or anything, but we're probably not watching the golden standard of Cobra mm. today. But I figured it was the absolute best place to start yeah. because it, everything... It's like a broad yeah, understanding of it. Happens, mm. you know, chronologically or mm. whatever. So I figured best thing to do would be to start here. Uh, the Legacy of Cobra. Now, uh, even if you, as a listener, have never heard of Space Adventure Cobra until this episode, it has had a lot of influences in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. Uh, selling approximately 50 million copies, Cobra is one of Weekly Shonen Jump's best-selling series of all time. Uh, Cobra is very popular in France. Uh, the French dub of the anime series was one of the few dubs <laughs> to faithfully adapt the original scripts, instead of going for a gag dub, mm -hmm. like other countries did. Mm -hmm. Similarly, Sweden also got a serious dub of Cobra, ah. and it, it remains more popular yeah. there. They do speak a lot of French there. So, uh, it's very very much a similar situation to, to when we watched Saint Seiya, uh, which, you know, it, it was kind of given a so-so dub here, but then in Spain it was given, like, they gave it their all because mm -hmm. it was a big series uh, that was, like, their company was dependent on. So that affects its viewing base. So it gained a cult following uh, in France, uh, the protagonist being based on Jean Pelbamondo, as we said, uh, and the series being similar to popular French sci-fi comics, such as Valyrian, yep. which was recently adopted as, uh, adapted into uh, Valyrian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Yeah, a bad movie, Dan. <laughs> You're bringing that to the pod? I'm sure. I'm probably bringing that to the is pod. Is that the one with Rihanna? It is. Uh, she plays Bubbles. Yeah, she's in Pearls at one <laughs> She's a I remember shifter. those aliens. They're like looking at their pearls and they're like, ooh. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, the pearls are. I didn't understand a thing that was happening in that film. Pearls are a plot point. They're like, ooh. They the... rub them on their skin. It's like, oh. They're multi Are they babies? I don't know. They're multi Like, that's their technology, was those poils. So, mm. yeah. What we'll, we'll, we'll watch yeah. that eventually. Ah, little film. Um. So that also contributed to the to its success. Luc Besson and Alexandra, um, I want to say Aja, are among the Aja, French Aja. the French filmmakers to be fans of this series. Um, Aja himself attempted to make a live action Cobra film, mm. but the project was canceled <laughs> due to both budgetary issues and perceived competition from Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy and Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Well, there was one competition there, but so it it was. <laughs> It's actually, it was in the works for a very long time because there's lots of, you know, uh, again, French directors who have wanted to take a crack yeah. at this, but it was one of those things where it was in production hell for a long time, and then when it finally came time to maybe start moving forward on it, Guardians of the Galaxy came out, mm -hmm. and then just... Purely coincidentally, it's because, you know, they're both yeah. space opera. They yeah. were like, okay, we got to rewrite the script mm -hmm. so that we don't have as many similarities to mm -hmm. Guardians. But then with Star, Star Wars, Wars, The Force Awakens happening, it was like, we don't, we can't justify this stand budget. a ghost of a chance. So, um, but there was also, I forgot the specifics, but there was also a moment where Luc Besson, uh, when he was, uh, like overseas advertising, uh, the fifth element, mm. he actually sat down with Terasawa and they had like a public, like interview that's cool. creator conversation yeah, that's talking about the state of sci-fi. Yeah. If only Aronofsky got the chance to do that with Khan because he stole half his work. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. 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 But he didn't. No. <laughs> um... The series as a whole helped influence manga such as City Hunter, an, an eventual podcast episode, <laughs> very, very 80s, yeah. uh, in anime such as Cowboy Bebop well, and Space Dandy. All will be on the pod eventually. 
apparently, Cobra's psycho gun weapon helped inspire <laughs> Berserk mangaka uh, Kentaro Mira to give Guts a prosthetic hand. Hmm. Uh, Cobra's appearance and personality inspired a wide variety <laughs> of characters, including Vash the Stampede, <laughs> Alucard from Helsing, not from Castlevania, <laughs> but from Helsing, uh, Vincent Valentine, Dante from <laughs> Devil May Cry. They're all there. And many other cocky yet honorable and maybe sad dudes <laughs> who wear red and wield huge yeah, guns. So th- there has been a cultural ongoing influence from mm-hmm. Cobra, even if a lot of people don't remember Cobra itself. Yeah. Um, so Space Adventure, that, that brings us to Space Adventure Cobra, the movie, today's focus. Uh, it was directed by Osamu Dezaki with a screenplay by Terasawa himself and uh, Haruya ya- Yamazaki. So by all indications, Terasawa is very hands-on with all of the adaptations of his work. So... In their own way, they all remain true to the spirit of of the original work. Uh, The film adapts the first arc of the manga, which has Cobra getting involved with the Royal Sisters and battling Crystal Bowie. It is considered an alternate take on the manga's story due to the changes made to the Royal Sisters' origins. And we'll get into that when we watch the film, but the circumstances and MacGuffin-type setup that's related to them is very different between the two versions. So this could be considered like an alternate timeline, Hmm. perhaps, uh, because the circumstances are very different. The film was dubbed into English by two different companies, Streamline and Manga UK, using two different voice casts. Hmm. Uh, Only the Streamline dub, which is luckily the more faithful of the two, uh, is currently available from Discotech Media, and that is the one that we are going to be watching today. A lovely 4K. Yes, I Hmm. could not pass that up. Fabulous release. Um... It should be noted that the the Manga UK version replaced the film's entire score with music from the avant-garde Swiss electronic (laughs) music duo Yellow. Yeah, I know, I kind of like that. Creating legal issues that prevents it from being re-released. So because of that choice, they were pretty much doomed to Mm -hmm. not get the rights easily. Uh, Even then... uh, the rights to Cobra are in a number of different places, like Sentai Filmworks um, kind of owns... Uh, it, it, it's in... I forget the specifics, but one company owns the rights to this movie, and I believe the anime series, and then another company owns the rights to the OVAs and the modern anime. Mm-hmm. So it's been, it's been split. Um, and in general... This series has also had a lot of trouble finding its footing in the U.S. here. Uh, Viz started publishing a, you know, English adaptation of the manga, I think in the 90s, and then just stopped halfway through Mm. and dropped it. Uh, It is currently licensed for an English release by a smaller company, but when I did a Google search... (laughs) <laughs> the only thing that came up is, uh, you know, for better or worse, it seems to be published on the internet now under okay. that company. Mm. So if you want to go read it and check it out there, that's where it is. Mm. Uh, on a similar note, what should be this version of the movie is for free on YouTube. It's oh. on it's on public domain and it's mm. up on the entirety of the thing is on YouTube. Now, obviously, as physical media shills, we, we must. have yeah. this Blu-ray. Yeah. But if you want, if you like what you hear and you want to check it out. It's still up. Say, so if you don't have a disc to hold, yeah. <laughs> why even bother? 
So, why this movie? Why? Uh, it's an anime classic. Why? It's a Vlasic classic why? that's influenced many of our faves. Um, I also love 80s sci-fi anime, yeah, yeah. and my previous picks from that genre have not disappointed. Mm-hmm. Uh, being... It's true. I've been I've been wowed by all of them. We got the, the psychic... Lock the, the Superman. Leg, lock the Super Psychic Man. Venus Wars. Venus Wars. All fabulous. So, I just I love you know, the aesthetic. My expectations are high. Um, but this 4K Blu-ray release of the movie uh, from Discotech Media again has been tempting me for a long time. Mm-hmm. It was sitting in my suggested buys, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that looks like something that is right up my alley. Mm-hmm. It's a 4K Blu-ray release. I gotta do it. Yep. I gotta I gotta bring it here for our viewing pleasure. Um, but I, I do think that you will love this. Mm -hmm. I think right from the, the Blu-ray menu, I think you, Jonathan, (laughs) will be intrigued by this. Uh, it seems to have the vibe that you generally like. Cool. Um, so I'm just excited to get into it. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I didn't know much about Space Cobra besides the character design, and I've always been interested in it. I know Mm -hmm. it from, uh, Jump Ultimate Staru, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a classic, (laughs) what's that Monker anime about (laughs) game that we, uh, that we shared as kids. Um, I'm thoroughly invested in this because, as you've said, every space oddity you've brought from the 1980s has intrigued me in some way. Mm -hmm. I kind of like that genre now. I'm not a big sci-fi person, but when it's done in anime and it's done right in the 80s... I pay attention. Yeah. I look, I listen. Steadily, steadily trying to win you over. Yeah. So, uh... There's a beautiful lady on the cover, so I imagine there's some sort of damsel. Yeah. Yeah. Might be a few. Yeah. But, uh, on that note, I mean, it seems like our podcast room is on collision course. <laughs> oh. <laughs> with the Boston market. Oh. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. I've got the plunger ready. <laughs> we'll be back after the jump. Mmm. We are back, everyone, having just watched Space Adventure Cobra the movie. Mm-hmm. Any initial thoughts? Well, Dan, that's the best thing we've seen on this podcast next to Vampire Hunter D. Are you... you're, you're pleased? I'm very pleased. I think you that was... found it pleasing, okay. Yet again, you've got me. After Vampire Hunter 3, it was uh, Vampire Hunter D, not 3, but mm-hmm. uh, that, I... I kind of like... I kind of like that movie. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm very pleased. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed this too this is um you know if you have enjoyed any of the sci-fi like 80s anime that we have Mm -hmm. watched previously on this podcast then you you must check this out Mm -hmm. it is it is it is like the quintessential example of all of those yes um it's got listen dan didn't warn me the highest babe body count that we've ever seen before on the podcast it's got beautiful colors, wonderful music, a zany plotline, and can I just say, very fluid animation. Like, yeah. I was thoroughly invested in the way this was animated. Like, fluid action, the way it's, you know, it, it's it's just moves really well, and then there's a lot of, like, psychedelic moments, uh, you know, where, be it dream sequences or mm-hmm. how they do the space travel yeah. or the, the mental visions... 
you know, it, it feels very much like what you would get out of, like, a 70s sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, like, synth music playing in the background. Yeah. Um, so if that sounds up your alley, we, you know, wholeheartedly recommend yeah. it. And, you know, and if you enjoy this, there's there's much more Cobra content. Good. Uh, there's uh, an this anime. This was my introduction, so I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. thoroughly here now. Like, I get why this series was such, like, a, a big thing. Especially in France, there's a lot of French-adjacent plot lines. Yeah, that I was feeling during this. Like you can, you can feel that vibe becoming. Everybody was kind of loosey goosey with each other. (laughs) You get my drift. Like the version of obviously Valyrian and the City of the Thousand Planets that we got, uh, movie wise. This is actually pretty close to what the original comic was Hmm. in terms of that vibe. Again, in terms of why French people might like it so much, it was very much like a you know, dickish space rogue man and his sidekick going on these adventures and it was like i i don't know it's not it's not represented well in that movie because it's dane dehan and and clara divine whatever but yeah um you can see a lot of 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 tropes from that in this Mm -hmm. uh so we'll get into the plot yeah why not uh we open is that a balalaika that's playing in the background yeah yeah very we get that russian music Already, a point for Jonathan. It's going to be Dr. Zhivago in space. And there is a, a desert wanderer. This is Preacher uh, Dakoba, uh, who was an infamous criminal. Yeah. Uh, and he is in, in what reminded me a lot of, like, some Dune material. Yeah, very Dune. He's, he's running through the desert on his, like, on this creature, and he's ranting, like, oh... According to the new genus of Jupiter, mm-hmm. blah, 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 there is God's no god, yeah. but, you know, but what we make it, so we are the gods now, yep. and then he is apprehended uh, by this bounty hunter named Jane Flowers. And I was, like, obsessed with her. I sure hope nothing happens to Jane. Uh, for for our description purposes, Jane is a beautiful blue-haired babe, babe. Uh, good with a gun, uh, and she uses said laser pistol to behead uh, Preacher Dakoba. Yeah, very cool. And then she picks the head up, which is still living. Yes. And brings it to the neighborhood bar. The canteen. Well, yeah, yeah. No, she brings it to, to uh, we, we cut to this very cool looking pyramidal city. It's like mm-hmm. reflected above and below yeah. uh, with lots of neon lights thrown in there. She goes into this dive bar. Sadly, uh, sl- Sly Snoodles and her band are not playing in there. <laughs> Is that her name? Yes. <laughs> well, Sly Snoodles. The more you know, I guess. Um, and she kind of like thumps the head down on the bar, orders a drink, mm-hmm. and everyone in the room is kind of amazed that she managed to take in such like a high, uh, you know, it, such an expensive quarry. It didn't seem that hard to kill, though. No, but he was presumably on some kind of crime spree, yeah. doing whatever he was. Uh, and then we see Cobra for the first time. Yeah, and his beautiful android friend. Very uh, Dan Me energy. <laughs> I, I want to make sure I get it's her lady. name right. Lady. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's Lady. Um, uh, you have it here somewhere. It is uh, Lady, lady Amaroid. Yeah, Armoroid. Armoroid uh, is his android assistant. Yeah, who's like, you've had too much drinks, Dan. Please, and I'm going sh- back to the ship. She feels like something out of, uh, like, Metropolis? Yeah, yeah, she feels like that main character. I was getting a little bit of uh, a gender swapped, even though I don't think computers have genders. Mm -hmm. Do androids dream of electric sheep? I don't know. But um, she's giving me Adam from Metroid a bit. Yes, yeah, that too. Um, But she is, like, Cobra's, you know, dutiful companion. I loved her. 
like very cool yeah she's like snarky she advises him she's you know she is an android but she's got like a lot of personality to her mm. uh, and she's clearly like the the money penny yeah like she's not happy with the fact that that cobra is is you know See sleeping his way through yeah. the galaxy uh but right from the mezzanine of the bar cobra like starts flirting from like 20 feet away with mm-hmm. uh with jane your next trick is on me you know but she kind of just disregards him yeah so she takes out with the the head in tow uh you know she's driving across the wastes and cobra is following behind yeah. on his, his scooty puff yeah on his like yeah. red cobra uh, and just motorcycle. like the travel scenes like the way they're animated it's yes. like done very cool like every scene in this movie I was feeling, I was vibing with. It, it very, like, liberal use of, like, the action lines, mm-hmm. like, to, to indicate how fast they're going, you know, they're, they're maneuvering in these spacecrafts a lot. Um, and later on when we get into the space travel aspect yeah. of it, there's, like, brilliant usage of, like, light and everything mm-hmm. to yeah. represent that. And to be an anime movie, it's very cinematic. Yes. There's a lot of, like, really cool shots. Yeah, like, panning shots yeah. and just, like, just to just to get the full scope yeah, of the Yeah, even that are, like, odd angles they have in here, like, shot from a different place you wouldn't suspect. I'm like, this is, like, th- this was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was not a mistake. No. Um, but, uh, you know, Cobra is still flirting from his motorcycle, and he's like, you know, if you, uh, were so interested in getting that bounty, then you might be interested in the one million tritium bounty, aka Space Bucks bounty, that Mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, currently on Cobra's head. But Cobra's been dead. It's like, uh, no, you're talking to him right now. What? (laughs) So, they convene, and we get a James Bond opening. Very cool. And uh, it makes sense after you've watched it a bit more. Yes. It's like, oh, there's a reason why these ladies are all looking the same. Yeah, but it is it is a, a classically, you know, scantily clad women opening set to music. Another um, thing that's very cool, I'm like, the babe meter off the chart. Yeah, even, lots of... Even for me, I'm like, these babes, they're Beautiful here. 80s yeah. babes, they're all over the place in this movie. Um, but they're star nipples out. <laughs> well, yeah. And that, Do you think Dr. Seuss would sue? <laughs> I mean, do they have a conflict with non-star with the sneeches? <laughs> um, so uh, you know, Jane returns to her uh, like apartment or hotel, yeah. uh, and she is showering <laughs> in this and hearing a voice. Well, yeah, it's a recurring thing that she. We don't, it's not necessarily played straight with the third. What mm-hmm. ends up being the third sister, yeah. but you know. Uh, Jane has a lot of aquatic imagery with her powers, and then the other sister that we'll meet has a lot of fire imagery. So I don't know if that's cons- like that's intentional or not, but whenever she is underwater yeah. or she's in bubbles, mm-hmm. she tends to get a psychic vision uh, in which a voice is like, you know, telling her, you know, you need to go home. Yeah. You need to find the one who loves you. Yeah. Uh, who I thought was God at first, but yeah, I guess it's not. It's quite are you not. there, God? It's me, Jane. It's a very different sort of uh, space baby. Yeah, that's that up. my one foible to this movie is that space baby. I um, like him. I we'll like him. We'll but, get to him, but, but it, it's odd. Um, so you know, uh, Cobra is there chilling in like he he basically followed her back to this hotel and he was going to like make a dramatic entrance outside her window <laughs> on his like scooty puff craft yeah. but he is intercepted by Dakabo's head 
because uh, um, basically Jane had dropped off the head with the bounty office mm-hmm. in a previous scene. Yeah, and the corrupt cops. Corrupt cops. And clearly the, you know, the local authorities were in league with the bad guys yeah. and the head was still alive. Uh, there was also a scene previously when they were like walking to the bounty office where Jane was like, I, I don't understand how this is possible. You don't look like Cobra. Like, no. this is Cobra right yeah. here because there's a wanted poster of him hanging in the yeah. bounty office. And he had, you know, different longer face, hair. longer yeah. hair, different colors. Um, so as far as, uh, is Im- you know, Cobra himself implies, he got like really, really high quality cyberpunk facial surgery mm-hmm. to look different, uh, yeah. to basically start over again. Um, but the head, in a very yokai fashion, because it's like glowing green for a second, the head of Preacher Dakoba, mm. you know, comes to life and starts attacking. And we get this semi-comedic mm. fight scene where Cobra is, like, boxing this little head in and out of the room, but it keeps, you know, getting the drop on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually Jane does manage to finish it off with a laser blast. Yes. So... Uh, obviously, you know, the local you know, bounty office and Dakoba himself were in league with the pirate guild who want Jane. Yes. Uh, and they also are enemies of Cobra. So, um, the pirate guild immediately attacks them in their room. And uh, this is when, uh, you know, things seem hopeless for a second. But then Cobra unveils his psycho gun weapon. His, yeah. his arm transforms into this... Beam cannon um, that manages to, you know, destroy their uh, pursuers. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's loosely implied here, but it is canon that he can control the fatality of this cannon. Yeah, because at times it's big, at times it's not as lethal. It it can stun or it can just, like, melt right through a person, (laughs) and that's completely up to, you know, what Cobra himself uh, is deciding. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Again, Cobra's I, appearance was surgically changed. And I have to just mention, like, I love the way the characters move in this. Yes. Like, especially Cobra. He's slick. He moves like a snake. He He's does. as slippery as a shield. <laughs> no, there's, again, the the fight scenes are much more fluid than you would expect yeah. going into this. Yeah. Like, you, you, if you looked at this and you just, if you were thinking about 80s animation... And, and some, like, lower-end 80s anime. Yeah, I was expecting, like, Cyborg 009. Yeah, like, or even... I'm gonna biff you. Like, G.I. Joe yeah. or something like that. But they are... They move fluidly. They they do little tricky things mid-fight. Yeah. Like, they scoop under the enemies and everything mm-hmm. and spin around them. And it, it's just... It really takes you by surprise. Yeah. Because, you know... Um, you don't... You might not go in expecting that level of quality, but it's no. there. And, I mean, I was blown away. Um, so while they're, uh, you know, while Cobra and Jane are driving and fleeing from the city, uh, Jane, like, is, is almost immediately like, Cobra, you must be my true love. Yeah. Uh, you are the one that fate has kind of, like, lined me up with. You Mm -hmm. are the Cobra. Uh, so clearly you're the man that I'm meant to be with. And this... It, it, it comes off as a very, like, love interest falling in James Bond, love yeah. with James Bond kind yeah. of thing, but there is something alien about Jane. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is not human. When they kiss, he, like, feels astronomical. Yeah. He, he sees stars. He gets, like, a psychic vision, yeah. uh, so this is clearly, uh, you know, she's not an average person, because she is, in fact, as she 
states a a Miris, a, a, a person of the planet Miris, mm-hmm. who were thought to be extinct many generations ago. Um, so, and what I thought was a pretty cool setup, Cobra, you know, takes them back to this cemetery that yep. is a hole the in the ground, yep. and within the graveyard. Uh, under his own grave, which was like, you know, the tombstone reads to the hero Cobra, the yeah. adventurer, uh, you know, the man who saw a thousand worlds or whatever. It's his own tombstone, and it is like, you know, you press in a code to access his starship. The Kaneyama. Yeah. And very cool spaceship. It's yeah. a big one. Mm-hmm. He calls it like a tub later on, yeah. but it's, it's a... piloted it's by all these ladies. Well, it's well, piloted, lady, it's piloted by lady. We see multiple of her. Yeah. Um, and like with a with a computer that has access to all the navigational stuff and all mm-hmm. the information that they could ever want. Um it has a very Star Trek Enterprise look yeah. to it. Yeah. It's it's like a a more hard edged version of that type of spaceship mm-hmm. design. And with there's the... this cool floating table that yes. they use in a lot of shots that like you think like, oh, it's a flat surface, they're gonna sit on it, they're gonna whatever, but like they're all posed dramatically on it. Yeah. It looks very cool. Like, like they, like they're realistically using it as mm-hmm. like a casual place to sit mm-hmm. or eat or whatever, um, and it's always contrasted against like, and I, this is one of the things I love about these '80s sci-fi animes, aside from like the ship designs and the colors, is that the inside of the ships are always like the the big black voids yeah. on the side, yep. with all of your attention focused to like a window yeah, or to the where stars, the characters yeah. are. Yep, yep. So I, I love that visual. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of loving visuals, we're also introduced to our big bad at this point. Yes. Off screen. <laughs> and Dan and I both agree this big bad is kind of cool. He's cool. He's yeah. one of the coolest villains yeah. on the, I, that we've, we've showcased like, we on felt this podcast. That. I was like, oh, well. He's, he's introduced as, um, <laughs> you know, he's, he's in his transparent spaceship mm-hmm. and he is when we first see him, Lounging. he is a big like he's a he's a JoJo stand, like an Adonis like a, figure, like a goo golden goo. I'm trying to think what he he's definitely got like the the JoJo Dio stand yes. look to him yeah. with like a bit of hot Squidward from that one meme, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then um, I'm trying to think what else. It's just like Rodan. It's like a it's yeah. like classical architecture sculptures, like brutalist, yeah. like yeah. you know that like that kind of look to it. Mm-hmm. Like the guy in the Oscars trophy, quite mm-hmm. literally. Yep. And he is speaking to his underlings and saying, like, oh, this Jane Flowers, who we were ordered to kill, has escaped, and she seems to be in league with someone calling themselves Cobra. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Crystal Bowie is not surprised by this. He says this Crystal is Crystal Bowie. Well, we gotta say, it's <laughs> the proper is Crystal it's Bowie. Bowie. Um, that but, would have made the film a hundred. But he is, like, he's just... So delightfully, like, weird. Yeah. Like, he, like, he gives them the orders to go keep pursuing, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Cobra and Jane. And then he, like, leans back and he, like, feels his own yeah. liquid face for a second. Mm-hmm. As if, like, that's his, like, how he just relaxes and thinks. Yeah. And he's like, oh, this is going to be a good, you know, well, game Well, he puts his fortune. fingers into the goo that is his face yeah. and, like, massages his actual temples. Yeah. And it's, it's just visually there is very little else like him. Uh, he is awesome character. I'd buy design. a figure. Um, but then we get some kind of back and forth between like uh, like Cobra and Lady Armoroid and um, yeah. uh, uh, Jane. Yeah, and, and I thought I took the trash out. Yeah, Lady is not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's not. Well, I'm like, pleased. yeah, yeah, you're right, Lady. Who is this hussy? <laughs> 
she she is not pleased that that uh you know uh, cobra has bought like an, brought another broad lady friend <laughs> brought another broad on board on on board <laughs> and at, at one moment like uh cobra seems to want to like go creep into where yeah. jane is staying she goes you're going to bed now yeah it's like <laughs> good night cobra and he's like no need to be jealous lady yeah. you know you're still my number one gal like I mean, you know cobra his personality i like him yeah i don't love him he is very much of the time yeah. and he's he's, yeah. he's like a more uh like a slightly uh you know more douchey version of lupin he reminds me yes, a lot no, of no i lupin. have it in my notes yeah. i said it's exactly lupin so i'm glad we arrived at the same point and, and luckily with with cobra there are some moments later in the movie where we see him mm-hmm. like there's a limit to his womanizing i guess yeah. uh but oh, he, he won't kill a woman he reminds me like very much so of like lupin in terms of uh you know mannerisms mm-hmm. and things like that um so again, the late lady is is running this test, and it confirms that Jane is a mirror star person. Mm-hmm. Again, they were thought to be wiped out, you know, centuries ago. Yeah, we see that strange bubble baby outside following the ship. Yeah, so. the bubble baby's following the ship. Yeah, uh, who also looks like another guy from Berserk. So it looks I don't like know Berserk. It looks like Akira's going on over here. It's very yes. unsettling and creepy. It's Star Child from two thousand one: A Space Odyssey. There's tons of imagery here, and he's just following along. Yeah. I don't like him. Um, <laughs> Gives the film a 9 out of 10. It scares me, unsettles me. But Jane is awake and she, you know, comes out and she directs them to fly to planet Sido, mm-hmm. uh, which is a penal colony. Yeah. Um, on their approach, they are attacked by a uh, number of starfighters, uh, obviously commanded by Crystal Bowie. Uh, and Cobra ducks into the smaller little attack fighter that he has mm-hmm. and takes them all out yeah they're riding chicken walkers this prison hasn't been escaped from oh it's a floating prison that circumvents the planet well they well there's a few few things before that um before uh they you know they land cobra comes back aboard oh yeah yeah there was that whole star fighting sequence sorry yeah and we after that we get a scene where he's sharing some wine Mm -hmm. with uh jane and jane recounts that like miris is a wandering planet uh, and it was caught in an intergalactic war and then swallowed, quote-unquote, by a dragon. A dragon. So that's the, the, well, that's the old fairy tale that, yes. that Cobra heard. Um, but, you know, so obviously yeah. the, the Miris people are considered like a myth to most of the, the galaxy mm-hmm. at this point. So uh, she also formally introduces him to the Bubble Baby, <laughs> who is Professor Topero. Hey, Mr. Bubble Baby, boppery bop. <laughs> uh, and he, Jane only describes him as a former, like, as a, like, like a, a mentor. pilot, yeah. slash mentor, yeah. slash, um, like, friend, arc, like, scholar yeah. or archive of Miris knowledge. He just has an odd name. I'm like, I don't, I mean, seeing where that character goes, that's not the form I would have taken. Yeah, him. it yeah. it adds to his like, yeah, weirdness. I, I understand. He's like a yeah. I would have done things a little bit differently though. Uh, he, so he, you know, but he is like a, a living database of all it's of. It's literally the like that South Park episode. It's like this is the form you would find most pleasing, and it's a giant piece of pizza. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, well, yeah, I feel comforted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, referencing the movie Contact, yes, which yes. I don't know how we feel oh, about, but <laughs> I love Contact. Very, very rich in the drag memes for the film Contact. Believe it or not. Oh god! I chose the a form. giant beacon on the opposite side of the world for you. 
Yeah, we, we could bring contacts. Jake Busey already blew yeah. it up, but this other guy built an exact, exact replica. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they arrive. Then they arrive on Sido, and they have they're on their chicken walkers. <laughs> chicken walkers. And they, you know, the 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 rundown of Sido is that is a is a penal colony mm-hmm. that kind of operates under the pretense of being like. Uh, the Galactic Union, which mm-hmm. is in loose terms, we can assume, is like the regular legitimate government of the galaxy. Yeah. Um, but it is, in fact, run by the Pirate Guild yeah. and Crystal Bowie. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kind of just send their enemies there. And, and then they discard them. of them in these suits where I'm like, oh, when he took possession of the bones before they were all wearing that suit. So yeah, that was a cool little... I was like, oh, that's it's, a fun little reference. So it's like, it, it's like this big frozen planet... Or well, like crystalline, yeah. like bombed yeah. out planet. It's like bismuth. And the, steps. the 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 prison itself is a giant ship that just kind of continuously orbits mm-hmm. around the planet to remind the prisoners, you know, that fate awaits you if you defy us or yeah. try to escape. Yeah. Uh, it's considered, you know, you know, impregnable, and it's you know you can't escape from it once you get in. So uh, Jane's sister was captured and falsely imprisoned. Yeah. Um, Gotta find Catherine. So you know her name is Catherine. She's got green hair. Yep. And you know, so and she's she, literally that one character from uh, Chrono Trigger. She is. <laughs> I said, oh wow. I feel like a few Fire Emblem gals too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember which ones, but yeah, they so many. kind of. Um, so Cobra decides that you know. He, they can't get an exact read on where Catherine is inside the prison ship, uh, even though uh, Jane does use her psychic powers to try mm-hmm. to communicate with Catherine. Catherine responds, but is like, I, I don't want your help escaping, it's too late, so just leave yeah. me alone. Yeah. Um, but Cobra, you know, ducks into the ship, he's, you know... Again, very Lupin-esque. He's, yeah. like, jumping and dodging these guards. Mm-hmm. He's, like, hiding in air vents. Um, to their credit, Crystal Bowie and his troops managed to figure out creative ways to, like, flush him out. Mm-hmm. Like, they... Okay, they he's in this area. Vents, yeah. They flood it to try to, like, drown him and then kill him while he's in there. Always smoking a cigar, even underwater. He always smoking a cigar, but the cigars also double as, like, flash grenades because mm-hmm. they're, like, sci-fi technology. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Cobra manages to elude them, and then he, uh, you know, uh, briefly on top of the prison ship, he has a standoff with Crystal Bowie himself. Mm -hmm. Um, this is, you know, Crystal Bowie comes out in a big Doctor Doom cloak. Shroud, yeah. Uh, which he discards, and... Do you find me beautiful? Do you find me pleasing? His previous all-gold liquid form kind of becomes translucent and we see that he is like a golden robotic skeleton underneath uh you know this translucent exterior Mm -hmm. and no matter what cobra can do he tries shooting he tries hitting they all pass through his psycho gun doesn't work on him um but very cool you know second phase design very similar to uh the terminatrix or from um i forget what her her, uh, serial number was Mm. but I think it was might have been T two thousand, or the TX. I think you would know those movies better than I. From Terminator three, where it was like a robotic skeleton underneath this liquid, you know, mm-hmm. surface, uh, and and one of his repeated weapons is to pull one of his ribs out. Yeah, and, and use it as a sword, as or like a, spear a like or... a lightsaber yeah. kind of. And that was when we knew this. This kind is the villain for us. Very cool. Um, 
He does try to gang up on <laughs> on Cobra with other robot troopers, mm-hmm. um, but Cobra like outmaneuvers them and escapes back into the prison ship. Yes, where he finally finds Catherine. Again, she is an exact. You know, they they the sisters, the sisters were triplets, so she looks the same as Jane, but with green hair mm-hmm. uh, and this conspicuous gold crown mm-hmm. that she seems to be wearing. Yep. Um, Cobra, you know, tells her, like, I'm here to rescue you, we gotta go. Because I don't want to leave. And then, like, we got these stylish mirror glass shards. Yeah. Like, further imprisoning her. I'm like, I love the Kingdom Hearts imagery here. <laughs> and, and and Catherine uh, you know, vanishes through the floor, and Bowie once again uh, traps Cobra. They have another fight. And he beats the shit out of him. But in the, yeah, in this, in this closed quarters, like, Bowie just absolutely demolishes him. And uh, Cobra is is captured mm-hmm. and cryogenically frozen. Yeah, and like, at first I'm like, oh, this is comical. It's like ice <laughs> cubes around him. But then they do this real stylish thing where we see his heartbeat yeah. at the bottom of the screen. And I'm like, oh, this is filling me with such joy. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's like the, like this square ice crystal that he's in. And then he's dropped to the bottom yeah, of this like, water just tank. Just like an ice in my glass at the bottom of the glass, Dad. And... On back on the ship, Lady is monitoring his heartbeat yeah. through his bracelet, and she's obviously panicked because mm-hmm. it seems like his life signs are going down. Yes. She can't contact him. So Jane is is uncertain about what's going on. She's you know remaining on the outskirts, trying to like watch the ship from the outside. Uh, when she reunites with Catherine, and she's like, "Oh, okay. Like I knew Cobra would do it. I knew he would find a way to get you out of there. Um, you know. So where is he?" Uh, he's my one true love. I think he can be the one true love for all three of us, which mm-hmm. is a, a plot point. And Catherine's like, no, he's he's dead. You don't sense him because, you know, he wasn't your true love. Yep. This was like a farce. Yep. And, you know, while Jane is trying to, to reason with her, Catherine doubly cruises her and, and stabs her through the gut. I was gagged. Yeah. I did not see this coming. One of the first babes to fall in this movie. <laughs> Many. Um, but Catherine has been corrupted by Crystal Bowie. Yeah. Uh, she is now, she sees him as her one true love yeah. and is firmly allied with him. Yeah. She stylishly sinks to the bottom of the, the goo, the, the water. Uh, but she sends her essence <laughs> up. To her other, her triplet sister. She references, uh, Dominique, her, the third triplet mm-hmm. of Belleville. Yeah. Um, but some of her energy also, like, as when it's, very beautifully structured little scene. The energy is going up into space mm-hmm. to Dominique, yeah. but it also passes through Bowie's ship and makes contact with Cobra while yep. he's underwater. Yep. So uh, with the power of um, Jane's love, which is, you know, as many people have noted in reviewing this movie, the major theme is like the power of love and what love can do. Again, very 80s, but it, it's it's there. Um, and he manages to break out of the ice crystal and survive, uh, despite being submerged in, in negative yeah. 40 degrees Celsius water. Mm-hmm. Um, and he escapes the ship. Yes. And goes diving to find Jane's body. Yes. Yep. Um, and, and then we get, like, a very Disney scene with, like, him lifting her out of the water. Yeah. Her hair flowing. Yeah. And him thinking on that, like, contemplating that. And then, uh, you know... Well, Bowie corners him again, yep. but this time Lady Armoroid arrives mm-hmm. with the ship and beams the two of them up. With her harpsichord. With her harpsichord. Yeah. Very stylish. It transitions to 
a very stylish like 70s sci-fi scene where Jane is dead, her body is being prepared, and the lady is playing this gigantic crystalline harpsichord (laughs) with this like red light, and presumably she's playing some kind of like mourning or funeral song or whatever, Uh, but Cobra is just solemnly like, we need to, to release her body into space. That was a custom yeah. to, of her people that Professor Topero told me about. <laughs> so we just need to honor. Don't her. make this weird. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, we yeah. So the, the the next thing that they have to do is that according to Topero's instructions, they need to head to the Red Star mm-hmm. to find the third sister, Dominique. Yeah. Um. So uh, they arrive to the planet nearest to this Red Star. Uh, it's it's got a hoppin' nightclub. Yeah, that people are partying, bang and rave. Um, and we got we had a very cool cyberpunk bus that is supposed yeah. to transport them through the. Well, we have a tundra. snow planet. That's what I love. Yeah, it's give a whole. Me, give snow me a planet. snow planet. It's a whole snow planet, and specifically while they're here, Cobra has to is instructed by Topro to find the snow gorillas. <laughs> uh, and as far as I can tell, it is spelled like the animal, so it's probably yes. a play on gorilla warfare Fair and the gorilla, animal. but actual yep. gorillas. Yep. Um, so you know the the bus heads out into the the tundra, and we get a little flashback to Lady expressing concern for Cobra. Mm-hmm. She she clearly cares about him to some degree and she's like you can just rest for like another hour and then catch the next bus yeah. to your destination uh but cobra's like nah i gotta we gotta keep doing this and keep going forward mm-hmm. so uh the bus is almost immediately attacked <laughs> by these snow gorilla snow rangers gorillas, they should be snow bunnies well uh, yeah I, I i kept thinking that too <laughs> like, <laughs> but they uh you know they are the, the, the you know the train is is uh well, the bus is knocked over, and all of the passengers obviously uh, are sent to Kimbo. Well, they have to Hand inter- like jewels. like an old train robbery. Yep. They have to pile up their jewels and their belongings mm-hmm. uh, in a pile so that the snow gorillas can take them. Um, but uh, you know, Cobra was kind of buried under some luggage back in the bus, so he manages to follow behind the snow gorillas as they flee on their rocket-powered skis. Very sleek designs yep. to all of these yep. these hench women, um, and we can assume I, I I I'm pretty sure it's confirmed in other places. But Cobra obviously has like enhancements because he runs at super speed. It, I I mm-hmm. think we're supposed to see what he's doing as like yeah, inhuman. He's gotta go fast. Um, but he manages to chase the snow gorillas back to their like Legion of Doom style base, mm-hmm. and he's wondering like what does Dominique have to do with this group. Yeah, uh, you know, if she's supposed to be here, uh, he is. Uh, they the snow gorillas managed to sneak up on him and disarm him. Yeah, but he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Just looking for Dominique here. Like, yeah, I'm not part of Intel. I'm not part of the police. I'm not part of the guild. Most yeah. importantly, yeah. Um, and he is taken in by Sandra, the <laughs> Sandra leader, Strong. the leader of the snow gorillas. Uh, uh, Sandra, she's with her very, one eye. Very tough lady. Yeah. She's got, like, yeah, the one eye, purple jumpsuit, mm-hmm. lots of guns, and, you know, she is, you know, skeptical of him, yeah. but Dominique appears on, on the base. On a flaming fire horse. On a flaming fire horse. That turns into this flaming fire platform that they both embrace each other on. Yeah. Very 80s, very weird. 
but you won't forget it. No, yeah. if I was doing drugs at this moment, it so got me. Dominique on her flying platform scoops Cobra up and is like, you know, Jane's <laughs> love for you transferred to me. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, ha- I am obligated to love you. You will love me. You are my true love now, you know, because me and Jane are one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, it seems... Weird. You're under, you know, the viewer is understandably taken aback at that moment, but it does make sense... Later on. A, like, a little further down in the mm-hmm. movie. Um, but then they, they go back to the base where, uh, you know, Dominique's bedroom is like this zero-gravity chamber with... With a giant fur. With hair. Fur, rug, and Cobra's, like, messing around. He's, like, jumping on it and Mm -hmm. rolling through it. Um, just... Again, just to showcase how fluid the animation is. Like, there's no... In, like, a cheaper anime, they would probably just both be sitting there, like, stationary. But Cobra is, like fiddling with the carpet and yeah. he's like jumping and, and like hair like spinning and twirling while he's talking so just to, just to i think kind of flex how well they were animating this yeah. part and then we get some backstory um you know but uh but dominique was here with the snow gorillas because they are part of the people's liberation brigade of the seventh galaxy so they are working uh, as like a rebel group against the pirate guild mm-hmm. who have basically assumed you know, uh, outside of maybe in name only control of of the seventh galaxy, uh, and are just ruling over it as tyrants. Yes. So th- this is part of a, a, a rebellion group that's trying to stop them. And then we get here Cobra's kind of Han Solo, like I'm not in this for your revolution mm-hmm. speech. He's mm-hmm. like, listen, lady, I am also a bad guy. I am also a space pirate, and you know, I'm not a revolutionary. They're only mad at me because I've stolen a shitload of stuff from them in the past, and, you know, now they're they're angry. Like, I'm not a good guy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Dominique tries to convince him, like, no, you are a good person, you were chosen to be my one true love, and, you know, Jane lives on in me. And then she gets naked and manifests of the fire horse again. Mm-hmm. And we get a very psychedelic scene where Cobra is, like, sitting in reverse on the horse mm-hmm. and you know dominique is riding them through this <laughs> spatial plane the stars yeah explaining what is 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 going on and, yeah. and yeah, it was like again jane's spirit is still in me if you if you concentrate hard enough you can feel yeah. her love that's for part you. of like our race like people are born every generation or whatever 100 years well the queen is the queen is and she dictates the the fate of miras or whatever of miras yeah, yeah. and then she the she queen... chooses one true love. Well, the queen, as as far as we can assume, splits into three life forms mm-hmm. who are distinct but share the, the same, same like heart and soul yeah, kind being. of. So if they can find a person to be the one true love for all three of them, they will reunify into the ultimate Miris queen. queen that can control where the planet will go. Yeah. Or um, whichever one's left standing. Yes. Y- yeah, it has to be all three of them or just one, one. of them. Um, so, uh, Miris is actually an artificial planet, mm-hmm. uh, and it requires a navigator. So that is what the queen will do. The queen yeah. is the only one who can do that. And then she's like, oh, uh, Golden Boy, mm-hmm. David Bowie, yes. is uh, going to use Catherine to pilot this... 
planet into the sun or and destroy it and, yeah. and probably destroy the galaxy destroy the seventh galaxy yeah. in the process just cobra, to show power just to be a dick well we don't even we don't learn that yet but cobra doesn't see the rationale in doing that mm. but later on it is that that you know uh the pirate guild literally just wants to make a show of it mm-hmm. to flex their power so that the their domination of the rest of the cosmos is kind of set in stone mm-hmm. uh but Crystal Bowie arrives and attacks the Snow Gorilla Fortress. Um, thousands of babes Lots die. of babes die yeah. in the process. The slaughtering of babes. Uh, and then uh, Cobra and Dominique escape out into the tundra. Mm-hmm. And we get, like, just a lot of bonding scenes yeah, between them. Them climbing, her, her dangling from his back. Yeah, and this is where most of the exposition that we just you know yeah. gave comes from but it's not done in a boring no, manner because no. they're moving they're uh, climbing they're it, yeah they're, they're fighting, fighting yeah the, the entire time so it's keeping you engaged um and they eventually in their climbing they reunite with uh, with sandra <laughs> sandra strong <laughs> uh who is is hiding with what remains of the babes yeah and they, their primary goal is to just get back to Sun City to regroup, regroup, regroup. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of Bowie, and you know, figure out their next plan. And, mm-hmm. and Dominique even apologizes, like the only reason that you lost so many women was because I was here. And I'm like, yeah, but but she's like, it doesn't matter. Like Crystal Bowie and the Pirate Guild are the enemy of the entire universe mm-hmm. at this point, so there is no one who is going to be safe yeah. from them. Um, so we get this cool little snow speeder chase mm-hmm. where they're in Sandra's snow speeder. Uh, a lot of babes are getting taken out, burned to death. To and a crisp. they think eventually that they're in the home stretch to make it back to Sun City, but Bowie, uh, you know, descends descends from his, from his transparent yep. ship right in front of them and basically just like stiff arms the ship into stopping. Yeah. Uh. The, you know, they, the they have babes this... try to fight. Susan charges. Well, Sandra, yeah. Sandra, Sandra charges first um, yeah. before Cobra can stop her, uh, and she is quickly killed by Crystal Bowie. Dispatched. Then the rest of the babes <laughs> all <laughs> the get killed. Babes, then small babes, the petite babes, the beautiful babe. Like they all get killed en masse, <sighs> and and that's the end of the babes. Yeah. Um, and you know, Cobra tries to stay behind and fight. Crystal Bowie, telling Dominique to, you know, make her way to the city. Mm -hmm. But Crystal Bowie breaks away and throws one of his rib spears and impales Dominique. The second babe down. And it's a shocking moment. Yeah. You do not think that this is like, she, you know. I didn't think the first babe was going to die, let alone 80,000 of them. She was already like the uncomfortable replacement of Mm -hmm. Jane. And you didn't think that she was going to die. And she she does yep. and it's it's framed against like the the setting sun and like waves crashing and cobra only manages to escape because the the frozen ice beneath breaks. uh bowie and him breaks so he can get away with dominique's you know body yeah and um, the spear and the spear that's and, key and remember that um the mouse tool that will help us later he takes the bone <laughs> spear yep um and we also i forgot to mention it previously but in the the previous exposition scene with Dominique, we do get Cobra like the limit to his his womanizing because mm-hmm. he's like, I don't know if I was in love with your sister. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm in love with you. Yeah. This is all very like rushed here. Like, let's just take it slow a little bit. But mm-hmm. 
you know, the, the royal sisters have another, like, a cosmic plan yeah. that they need to adhere to. Um, but Dominique dies in Cobra's arms, and she, you know, says that at this point, the only thing that you can do is kill Catherine. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, Crystal Bowie cannot... He's gonna use her. Yeah. yeah. He, he can't be allowed to have control of Miris, so you will have to go there and, and kill her. Yeah. And, and Cobra at first refuses. He's mm-hmm. like... I don't kill women. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. Like that's like I'm a scumbag, but I've never yeah. dropped that low. I've never done that. Um, and uh, but but then you know Dominique just reaffirms that she and Jane were right to love him yeah. before dying. And then we see Cobra and Lady training in the ship. Yes, where he's like shooting targets blindfolded. But he's he's obviously yeah. like angry. A little he's he's mourning for for Dominique, and he. He's like, I don't even see the point in doing this mm-hmm. because this weapon won't even work against yeah. Crystal Bowie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, when they 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 arrive at the coordinates given for Miris, and you know, uh, Professor Topolov is there. Yes. Yeah. He's like, oh, you can breathe this. This is just the remnants well, of poison no, no. in our planet. Not not yet, oh, because okay. they're they're heading towards Miris and Crystal Bowie and his forces as they often do through the power of editing, are there first. Yep. Um, but Cobra's like, I'm going to take the smaller starship mm-hmm. so I can just, like, skip past them and then get there first. Mm. And we see when he's loading up his little starfighter, he's got something in a in a bag with him. Yep. A very uh, long thing. And we don't know. And uh, he does manage to arrive to Miris first. And there, Professor Topero uh, greets him in person he tells him that Miris, the, the atmosphere is now breathable, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so it, it seems that the planet has recovered, yeah. which is what the royal sisters had been hoping mention, for. We didn't mention Cobra's fun little fursuit. Yeah, he's yeah. wearing, he's wearing <laughs> like, a, planet. like a, like a, like a shag yeah. bath rug it's jacket. It's animated very well. It's like, oh, that's it fur. Is. Yeah. Um, Instead of a skin suit, it's fur. But he, you know, Toporo kind of just gives more backstory. He's like, you know, this this giant computer tower here mm-hmm. is is quite literally me. It's, it's my me. <laughs> it's my consciousness, and I've chose this form. Yeah, the, do you find me pleasing? No, but, uh, the, I find you unsettling. But yes, the space bubble baby that we've been seeing is actually a holographic projection from this Professor Toporo computer, which contains the sum total of all the knowledge of the of the Miris people. Yes. Um. And the main focal point of this planet is the Gates of Miris, which is uh, a this gate... This Utena cutout. Oh, Utena cutout. Yeah. Someone with those exact Dimensions. body proportions. Do you think I would fit, or...? I uh, I don't think either of us could, could work that well, machine, but yeah. uh, you have to have the exact... <laughs> beautiful babe proportions. Beautiful babe proportions to, to go into the gate, then come back out, and then you will be in charge of directing the planet where mm-hmm. to go. Uh, and this is, you know... The conclusion of uh, Crystal Bowie's plan. He arrives uh, down to the surface with, you know, both Catherine and his army behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, makes a last stand. He does, but the the robot guards, the Robo Runners, briefly, you know, manage to, to to separate them from from Catherine and everything. Uh, Catherine, you know, lowers herself into the planet, and it seems like Crystal Bowie has won. But, uh, you know, Cobra makes one last attempt to fight him. Mm-hmm. And Crystal Bowie, you know, having moments where he's like, I gotta do the villainous thing before reason, fights him one-on-one. Mm. And 
while they are battling, uh, again, the psycho gun doesn't work, but Cobra reveals that he saved the rib spear yeah. from their previous fight and, you know, uses it to, to fight Bowie on even terms, mm-hmm. taking some slashes at him, and then in a very cool move, loads the bone spear into his psycho gun mm-hmm. and just shoots Bowie at point blank through his heart. Yep. And very dramatic death scene for Crystal Bowie. Like he mm-hmm. is he cut in half. He 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 gets halved, yep. his crystal eyes shatter, and he fall like just slumps back as like the liquid part falls off of his gold skeleton. Mm-hmm. Uh, very cinematic death for yep. him. And all the robot guards are like, eh, we're good. Yeah, there's no one there to like order them around anymore, so they just, you know, go around Cobra and get back on the ship. So Catherine is now there alone with Cobra, and with uh, Bowie having died, her crown melts away and she is freed from his mind control. Mm. Uh, but she is still very much aware of the, you know, crimes she has committed while under his control. I killed both my sisters, didn't I? Yeah, and yeah. And, and Topero's like, yeah, you did. But uh-huh. there's no time to, to, like, ruminate on it. Yeah, you are no queen. So, uh, basically, Catherine, you know, she, she bids farewell to Cobra, and she says, like, I have to, I have to program this planet to self-destruct, because we have to restart Miris as it was, and maybe in, like, another hundred years... Um, through whatever, pro- like, we're not sure how, but through whatever process, um, maybe the the people of Miris will find a way to come back next mm-hmm. time. But for this cycle, we have to... Reset. Reset. And even Topero is crying. Yeah. He's like, this is both a, you New know, beginning and an ending. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Catherine lowers herself into the planet once again and initiates the self-destruct sequence. Um, Cobra watches from space with that lady, and he's, like, musing, like, uh, like, how do you think this little adventure through space is gonna end? And lady points out, it doesn't have to end. Mm -hmm. And Cobra agrees, and we fade out on a very pleasant end credits song. Yeah. Um, Mm. that was Space Adventure Cobra. And what a film it was. Not a mistake. Not a mistake. No. And again, some differences uh, from the manga. Uh, in in the, I believe in the original manga, from the sound of it, the three royal sisters had the blueprints or the location for a super weapon mm. tattooed onto their backs. Uh, and Bowie's plan was then to, you know, gather all, all three. three of them, yep. leading to quite a few graphic scenes where he does skin them, mm. and then that is how some of the sisters meet their end. Uh. Uh, some of them in the manga, I think, get to stick around longer just because of the time frame of the manga, uh, but their deaths are no less tragic. Mm. And for what it's worth, I I believe Dominique ends up being, like, uh, the memory of her ends up being a continued catalyst for Cobra in mm. the manga. Like, he, he reflects on failing to save the sisters as one of his, like, greatest failures. Mm. So, um, the anime plays out differently, uh, but... It's it is a a thoroughly entertaining movie, yes. and it is a great encapsulation of this kind of era of like sci-fi anime. Uh, so I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I did thoroughly. Thank you. Um, so check it out, to yep. everyone who wants to. Please I do. Should be there on YouTube. Um, but yeah, good little piece of anime history here. Mm-hmm. So I was happy to bring it and view it with you. You did it again. But. Uh, 
Before we sign off for today, <laughs> is there anywhere that our audience can reach you? Um, you can find me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram and the TikTok, and check out me on Drinking Weed JK on the Twitter, mm-hmm. and my other podcasts, including Nightcaps at the Theater, and Drinking Read the Podcast. Yes, and uh, you can follow me on Instagram at King underscore Dennis, as well as our Jason Anime Was Not a Mistake podcast Facebook page. Mm. Maybe we'll be expanding this brand soon. Maybe. Who knows? We've been, knows? We've been yeah. you know, tossing some ideas around. Yeah, it might thank be a you. bad monster party. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Thank you for listening, though. Yeah. But uh, do you have any teaser? Well, we're store? continuing with Trigon. Mm-hmm. We've got two more set episodes of our episodes left of Trigon, followed by a surprise. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we met those gung-ho guns. We we're going to meet a few more. We're going to see Vash go through more pain. Okay, yeah. And then uh, maybe we'll get an ending of the series soon. (laughs) But spaghetti westerns all around. Yeah. Yeah. Careful not to sneeze. You might lose your meatball. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) My meatball? That song that... I was trying to make a joke and... What what meatball song? I I lost my meatball when somebody sneezed. Oh, on top of old Smokey. Yeah. All covered in cheese. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there we and go. And you, you claim to be cultured. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while to connect the dots. Uh, that, that's it. It's all right, Dan. I have two other twins that will love you just as much as I will. <laughs> uh, uh, you'll meet them next episode. <laughs> Here at Anime Was Not A Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weave horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to be continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara.